Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. On this Monday night in downtown Neverest, Homish County, it's time for Prep Sports Weekly here on KRKO. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willett. Our show tonight brought to you by Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, Homish County PUD, Dave & Busters, by Everett Engineering, by Marysville Toyota, and by Most Steer Clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission. Here's who's coming up on the show tonight with high school finals coming up this weekend. Memorial Day weekend. Patrick Ryan will be here. He's the head coach of softball at Stanwood. They're heading to the state tournament. So is Patty Landy of the Snohomish Panthers. They're heading to the softball tournament as well down in Lacey. We'll hear from Jason Hansen, head soccer coach at Edmonds Woodway. They're going to the uh, semifinals this weekend. And we'll wrap up the show tonight talking about a heart-healthy event with Tara Polk. That's heart-healthy event's going to happen in two weeks at Everett Memorial Stadium. It's in honor of her late husband, Everett Athletic Director Robert Polk. So Patrick Ryan, Patty Landy, Jason Hansen, and Tara Polk is the show tonight here on KRKO. And it's brought to you in part by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz In Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Move Fitness. How about them Stanwood Spartans? Huh? Yeah, what a cool story this is. Uh, softball we're talking about right now. The Stanwood Spartans got into the district tournament as the 12 seed. They take 12 teams into the tournament. They almost did not make the district tournament. Right. And softball is one of those sports you kind of know who you are, basically. It's one, two, and three, and four teams are usually the teams to beat, and those are the teams that are often going to get state berths. They got a state berth from the 12 seed this week. And uh, on a roll right now, joining us, the head coach, Patrick Ryan, who's in his second year over there at Stanwood, his alma mater, by the way. And Coach, first of all, before we go any further, congratulations on getting this team to the state tournament this week. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a great ride, and it's been a, a lot of fun these past two years. Yeah, I can only imagine it. And we just kind of briefly mentioned it a moment ago, and we're, we're going through some things in sports right now where – We've got a team that barely made it into the NHL playoffs. Looks like they might be going to the Stanley Cup. we got an eight seed playing in a conference championship in the NBA. You see those things from time to time in some of those sports. I feel like, and I've covered enough girls softball at the high school level, you kind of have the haves and have-nots a lot. A lot of times those 12 seed teams don't stand much of a chance, and yet here we are talking to you about getting ready to go to Lacey this week. So what is it about this team? What was going on over the past couple of weeks that maybe – we weren't seen earlier in the season. How did you guys get to where you're at now? Well, I, uh, when I came in, uh, I have to attribute this to the girls and their buy-in, but when I came in, I had a philosophy, and I, and I knew what I wanted to accomplish or set, set into motion, and it's always changing year to year, but um, I felt that if we focused on hitting fundamentals and foundational defense, and learning how to run the bases correctly, that we could, uh, that we could really do some damage, and these young ladies have bought in. They've been a great group of kids. Uh, I was fortunate enough for two years to work at Arlington High School, and when I came to Stanwood, um, the buy-in of the kids and the humble, the humble nature of the kids was just different. And they, they, they really just they grasped onto it, and, and and they took off running. To be honest, was there a time or a point in the season, maybe later in the year, where? I don't know if it's a meeting or a practice or a game itself where 
you saw something change or maybe all of a sudden you thought, okay, maybe things are going to turn here a little bit? Yeah, I always felt that way all year, but they had to believe in themselves. And we do uh, every six weeks we try to uh, get into the classroom and have a conversation as a team and look over some college games and then look over our games and kind of uh, find the find the similarities in what we're trying to do. And uh, right after we lost to Mount Lake Terrace, we went into the classroom and had a discussion. And the girls kind of came up with, after seeing the possibilities of districts and what could happen, um, they kind of came up with a slogan and really got behind it. And it's a why not us slogan. And I know that comes from, you know, I think Seahawks kind of quoted that a couple of years ago, but they grabbed onto that and they've been really, they've been on the back of that for throughout districts and the back half of our season, which is really uh, taken off. And, and we're having this conversation now. You said you look at some college program. What college program do you like? Uh, I really, when we talk about our program and what we do as a pitching staff and what we try to do and what we're trying to implement, I really like Florida State. Uh, uh, Lonnie Alameda has done a fantastic job down there, and she has eight pitchers. We don't have eight. We have uh, we have two. <laughs> but we, uh, we, we've learned that what it is to pitch to contact, have our defense ready in those positions, and um, on the defensive side, we've really bought into that and our two pitchers have kind of grown into that role. And we, we watch a lot of Florida state softball and, and they do exactly what we do. They uh, have productive outs. They run the bases really well and they do their best to support their pitcher as a defense. I want to take you back to Friday, May 12th, your first game in the district tournament. You're the 12 seed. You're facing a Meadowdale team that Dennis Hopkins has won a state championship at Meadowdale and he's played in that tournament many times. They're the five seed. They had just beaten you, I think it was two and a half weeks earlier by six. You're going into that game on paper, certainly, from the outsider, like us, looking, going, okay, well, you guys are probably one and done, and nice season stand. We'll try again next year. What happened in that game? You, you beat them 11-3. to three. Did did um Was there something that happened in that game earlier, or was it just a matter of going out and playing better softball? Obviously, you already talked about the meeting that took place in the classroom, but I've got to think that uh, a little confidence goes a long ways, and once the girls kind of got rolling there, kind of everything else fed off of it. Well, unfortunately, we play on turf all year, and unfortunately, and fortunately, we don't lose a lot. We don't have a lot of rainouts. And when we played Meadowdale, we played on dirt, and those aren't clean hops, which it's just in the state of Washington. More often than not, you're going to find yourself anymore playing on turf. And I knew getting that game back, playing on turf, if we could cancel out the four errors we had in that game at Meadowdale that, that we would give ourselves a really good chance. And again, it goes into the hitting, you know, our defense is one thing, but our girls have bought into the hitting. And I, I just felt we were in a really, really good place going into that game. Nobody thinks that Stanwood's going to be anything. And yet these girls spend countless hours. And like I talked to them, I said, you guys have spent, in my opinion, probably more hours than any other high school team working on your hitting, working on the philosophy, philosophy behind it and understanding that. Well, and then about six days later, it's you're down to your last game there. You're playing Marysville Getchell, a team that you had played nine days prior to that, and again another team who had beaten you. It's winner to state, loser out, and you beat them twelve to one. So certainly everything sounds good there. So tell me a little bit about that game, what it was like, and when those I would imagine the final couple innings, it must must have just been a lot of elation, knowing that hey, this is looking like it's our time, and we're about to do this. What what was that whole experience like for you and the the team? Well, for, for me, it was really awesome because they finally, I think at that time, they, they believed in themselves. 
and they believed in the hard work that, that they had put in and that they knew that they stuck to their plans and their approaches at the plate, which we talk about plans and approaches all the time, cutting the strike zone in half. And within your first two strikes, attacking what your pitch is and being stubborn. We use that a lot, um, being stubborn at the plate. And they, they bought into that as the season rolled and started to see success when they actually bought into it rather than success seeking and, and trying to, trying to just swing the bat freely. They, they were very disciplined in it. And then, and when we went into the Gatchel game, we showed up early, we were ready to go. Our girls were loose. And I just felt they wanted that game back because again, five errors in that previous game we lost and um, they just put together all the stuff we'd been talking about. So I'm looking at all of your games since May 3rd, Edmonds Woodway, Arlington, Meadowdale, Mount Vernon, Marysville Getchell, you held each of each of those teams to three runs or less. I guess we need to talk about your pitching a little bit. It sounds like you kind of got a nice one-two punch on the mound. We do. We've developed it. I mean, last year we really relied on Elliot McDonald, and we, we did for the first part of the season and had to develop Megan Stoke and had to give her time to get into some roles and, and um, become comfortable. But Elliot McDonald's phenomenal. She doesn't throw hard, but she's a great pitch to contact pitcher and she has a phenomenal changeup. not that i should be giving all this information out but <laughs> ballard ballard's probably not listening um l does a phenomenal job she's a gamer she gets in there and and um if the defense backs her up she she'll keep her pitch count low and uh she'll get out for us and the best part is is bringing megan stoke in who's a sophomore pitched one inning for us last year and now is up to um over 15 innings in the back half, we like to bring her in the fifth, and we go we go away with Elle, and we come in hard with Megan, and and they do they do a phenomenal job together, and they're a good one-two punch. Oh, by the way, uh, well, yeah, once you get into that that state playoff game, which we'll talk about here in a minute, I have a feeling that Ballard's going to know pretty quickly about her phenomenal changeup, right? So, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, and now tell us a little bit about the rest of the team. Who are some of the girls we're watching if we go to a Stanwood Spartan softball game? If we're down in Lacey, for instance, this week, uh, you gotta you gotta come out and you gotta look for Ruby Lopez. She's our leadoff hitter, shortstop. Uh, she's she's uh, phenomenally fast. Uh, last year, really had my thumb on her when she was on the bases. Didn't really give her free reign, and as she's grown up and learned how to be aggressive, uh, we've kind of we've kind of let her play her game. Um, whether that's in the batter's box or on the base pass, and she's just she's just exciting to watch. Um, something to really look for. Uh, another another player to really look for, Carson Bilo. Uh, last year hit about 380, but this year came out hitting 500, broke the the school record in hits uh, from 2010, and she's just phenomenal. She's really bought into the hitting philosophy as well, and we have a great rapport talking to each other in between pitches. And she's just been a lot of fun to watch. Even in center field, she runs them down. She does her job. And I was reading the uh, – there was an article that the Herald did on you last year, which was a great article, by the way. And uh, it talked about how you had taken the job. So last year was year one for you at Stanwood. Your two daughters, Riley and Reagan, were both playing for Arlington at the time. Riley was a senior. Reagan was a freshman. And how kind of the right – all new rivalry now, right? Dad versus daughters. Well – Riley's graduated, and now Reagan is with you over at Stanwood, not eligible to play because of the the transfer rules this year, so she had to sit out and not play varsity. However, she's become a vital part of the team. Talk about having her on as a manager and what she's done to kind of help you and I. How much fun is that for you, I've got to think, too. 
Uh, you know, it's bittersweet, to be honest, but at the same time, she, as a young sophomore, she's done a phenomenal job. She, Reagan, um, you know, she's in the dugout. She leads the dugout. She talks to the girls about their swings. She has a great IQ for the game and is very serious about it um, and knows the game really well. And she's just been a great addition in the dugout to be able to help kids that maybe not have been where she has been as a travel ball player and she's just been vital. I mean, I talk to her all the time as much as it hurts our family to not allow her to play this year. You know, she's, she has been very mature as a sophomore to step in and have a great attitude. She changes our practices. Uh, it's really nice to have your live defense or your starting defense on the field and, and put them up against a really good hitter and, and, and good base runner and vice versa on defense. I mean, she's just been vital to help these young kids grow, and although she's young, she's you know she has she's a little bit wise in her years as it comes to softball. Yeah, certainly, I think a, a nice growing experience for her too. I'm sure she'll benefit from that greatly down over, through the years too. Uh, looking at your assistant coaches, there's another Ryan on the staff too. So this is kind of a family affair, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's that's really it. We we moved here and we love the game of softball. I love it, uh, and our our family's really grown to love it, and they. It's, You'll usually see our entire family in the dugout. Uh, Riley will be home. They just Riley's team, Clackamas, just took second in the NWAX down in Portland. And she'll be home for the state tournament, so you'll have the full family in the dugout. We might even have uh, former player Paige Almanza in the dugout as well. Her sister Taylor plays for us now. Um, so, yeah, it's about family for us. It really is. We talk about that a lot. Um, and my family's around the program a lot. We just love the game. We we really do. Well, we should mention too. Your wife Kathy is one of the assistant coaches, correct? Yeah, hey. yeah. Kathy's our, well. Kathy's our JV coach, so nobody. Uh, I'm not saying this to knock anybody, but nobody want nobody took the job. And I, I looked at her and I said, you know, your 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 job. She's a, a driving instructor. Um, would they be okay if you were able to leave at two thirty every day and help <laughs> coach the JV team? And she said, yeah, I'll do it. And the work said yes. And off we go, and now Kathy's there all the time, and she's just a great addition. She's, it's fun to have my family around the game. And you, so. mentioned, you mentioned Taylor Almanza. Her father, Joel, is also on your staff, correct? Yeah. So Yep, it, it, Joel is. Joel, I called Joel at the beginning of the year. Uh, Chris and I obviously started last year, but I knew I needed more hands uh, in order to run practices and fundamental drills. And I knew Joel from years ago as our daughters grew up playing each other in travel ball, and I gave him a call, and Joel was – gracious enough to come out and help and he's just been he's been vital as well it's just been a lot of fun so let's ask you about the state tournament you play this thursday down at lacy you're going to be playing ballard in a play-in game so 20 teams make it if for folks that don't recall this uh to get to the round of 16 eight of the teams have to play one game prior to that you're one of those teams well, what kind of a game can we expect from ballard How, i would imagine you probably don't know a lot about them at this point right i don't um i don't know a lot i've made some phone calls uh, Monroe played them this year. Uh, Coach Theofisopo over there, in Monroe, um, and I still haven't received a lot of information about them. But I imagine we're going to play our game, and I imagine they're going to be just as excited to come out. And so, really, it's going to be who's able to weather that that storm of nerves and then respond in the in the proper way. Um, yeah, that's that's what it's going to come down to. So you play at three in the afternoon. What's your schedule on Thursday? Uh, we send off at 10.30. We're going to be on the road in between 10.30 and 11. We'll be down in Lacey by 1. And uh, We have about an hour and a half warm-up that our athletic department has been gracious enough to allow us to maintain. 
it's a little different than most teams. Most teams use about an hour, but we use an hour and a half, and uh, the girls respond to it well. So that's our schedule. Uh, yeah, we'll be down in Lacey by 1 o'clock and then off and rolling at one thirty, and game time at 3. Yeah, very cool. And I've had a chance to experience a lot of state tournaments throughout the years for various sports. That tournament down at Lacey is one of the better ones. So, uh, Patrick, congratulations on getting Stanwood down there your second year. And, again, you came in as a 12 seed. You guys are going down there. Everything resets now at 0-0. Zero and zero. Uh, Wishing you and the Spartans all the best, and uh, not only for this tournament but into the future. And uh, enjoy every moment of it. Oh, we will. Uh, we will. I, I thank you very much for even calling and having an interview. I'm I'm proud of these girls. Uh, they've really stepped up, and hopefully, we change the the culture and the community of, of softball in Stanwood. Um, actually, you know, graduating from here, I wanted to get back here and and uh, and help young kids grow, learn, and and move on and do do awesome things in in the world. So, thank you very much for having me on and. We'll see what we end up doing. We were a 12 seed, now we're a 20. Who knows? <laughs> Absolutely. And again, that's the regional athletic complex down in Lacey. Three o'clock start Thursday, hoping that they're playing into Friday and beyond that. So, uh, Patrick, again, good luck to you. Thank you. There you go. That was Patrick Ryan, head softball coach at Stanwood. They play down in Lacey this weekend. So do the Snohomish Panthers. We're going to hear from their head coach, Patty Landy, coming up next. Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. When you need to get a screwdriver fast for that one weird screw, Ace is the place. When you want to get that luxury riding lawnmower you've been researching for months, Ace is the place. And for everything in between, Ace is the place. Ace Hardware is where convenience meets quality. And when you shop at the Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, you're shopping at an Eaglestad Ace Hardware, locally owned by Christine Eaglestad. She lives here. Her kids went to school here. She's dedicated to the Lake Stevens community. So the next time you find a weird screw, or when it's time to get that riding mower, stop in to your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens. Enter the great indoors at David Buster's, now open in Linwood at the Alderwood Mall. Sports fans, grab your friends and family and watch the NFL, UFC, WWE, and more on their 40-foot wow wall. David Buster's, watch where winners watch. And gamers will love the classics like Papa Shot and Skee-Ball and also their hot new games like Top Gun Maverick and core games like Star Trek. Add more ding-ding-ding to your game day with more food and more screen at David Buster's in Linwood and online at davidbusters.com. Join the Everett Public Schools Foundation for a fun, free family gathering on Saturday, June 3rd from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Everett Memorial Stadium. It's a Robert C. Polk Memorial Heart Healthy event. Learn more about heart health, nutrition, and heart attack symptoms. Plus, there'll be activities for the kids, lots of food and prizes, a YMCA fun run, dance exercise, and discounted Aquasox tickets for that night's game. Even Webley will be there. Do what it takes to start to have a healthy heart. It's all part of the National CPR and AED Awareness Week. It's free. It's fun. It's Saturday, June 3rd at at Everett Memorial Stadium. Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering, machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people, keeps the Puget Sound area growing, and now we're growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find employment opportunities and benefits at everettengineering.com. Equal opportunity employer. Again, everettengineering.com. 
I know it's hard to believe how expensive food has become. Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that your neighborhood grocer doesn't want you to know. It's the Buzz In All Day Breakfast. Choose any piping hot cast iron breakfast skillet, the corned beef, tsunami, or Philly cheesesteak. A great deal on a great meal, $14.99. There's 12 locations, so get in the car and head to the Buzz In Steakhouse, where you get a lot for a little, and use that money you saved to do other things. And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. Sounds like Lacey's the place to be this week. Yeah, and we've got a, the Snohomish Panthers. So I think the Snohomish Panthers are just used to every year, I think, when they just leave book the room, they right? leave Lacey at the end of May and they might as well just book it for next year because they're coming back. And sure enough, uh, we're talking to Patty Landy right now, the head coach for the Snohomish Panthers softball team, who, by the way, the 3A District 1 champion mm-hmm. Snohomish Panthers. Patty, congratulations yes. on getting that title this year. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was definitely one of our big uh, our big goals for the for the year. We haven't had a whole lot of district titles in our last uh, you know long string of runs to state. So this is a this is a real big feather in the cap for us. Well, you know, it's funny because I was just starting to go through some of the brackets a few minutes ago from previous years, and you know, you you won a state championship just a few years ago. You you actually you've played in two state championship games in the last seven years, and mm-hmm. we always think of the Snohomish successes. I guess I kind of slipped my mind that you're not always winning the district championship every year. (laughs) So, I mean, and these girls that are with you now, they've never won. Is it true? They never won one. Is that correct? No, uh, we, I I believe there's, I I believe there are three, I think we've had three wins in the last eight times we've been there. But for the girls who are seniors now, they they would. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, we have not. We have not. So this is, this is a big deal. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about how big of a deal that was to to get Mount Lake Terrace and to shut them out. What what did that mean for so many of them? Well, it, you know, for it, it really was it was really special. I mean, my girls. Um, I have a, an unusual team this year. I have nine seniors, and so the the uh, I guess the the want to is pretty is pretty strong for our team, and uh, and it was they all knew this was something that they that I personally as a Snohomish coach have not have not gotten that district title so uh, they they knew this was something they wanted to give to me which I thought was really really special talk about the nine seniors and what they mean to this squad obviously it sounds like you got some great leadership there uh, I'm guessing a lot of camaraderie and we still forget sometimes that we're still dealing with a lot of high school students who have been through a lot the last few years with what? losing their seasons and losing playoff appearances and other things it's so it's so true. I mean, I, I call them sometimes my my COVID kids, you know, because uh, they there is a special kind of bond there. Uh, people who have gone through hard times and go through uh, you know any kind of difficult times, they they typically tend to bond together even even more so. And I know my seniors, this is this is really just something that's pretty incredible. These kids have just been playing together for a long time. I both you know um, in select ball and and all those and all the things and um, and it's just really cool to to, to see this. Um, see this coming together for them all and you've uh, you've got three losses on the season and they're all non-conference losses all by one run i might add right and, and not bad teams either <laughs> jackson who's you know favored to win state at 4a this year glacier peak lake stevens and then you start to look through the 3a part of your schedule and a lot of blowouts and a lot of victories where the other team didn't score much at all if any and then your offense is putting up a lot of numbers 
fun season for for you to go through with these girls and uh, i guess the expectations i've got to think all along have been fairly high well they have been high i mean i knew it was going to be a challenge though i do have um i mean yeah poor me i know like it's a tough <laughs> tough road to hoe here that i have a lot of talent and not only that i have a ton of i have a ton of pitchers and um what i you know i i want the kids to not just you know have a successful year but i want them to have a fun year and a, and and i really do try and make the you know, get as much play time for all the kids. And when when you got nine seniors, including eight pitchers, trust me, that is that is a challenge. That has been a challenge all along. But um, I really, we started off the year really hitting um, just some some key things. Um, you know, for our team to just really try to focus and and be team first. And because I knew this was going to be a trouble, this was going to be a struggle, right? When you've got only nine positions on the field, but seventeen really talented kids. Um, you know, how do you make everybody happy? And, and uh, so, so getting them to really buy into the team first, um, it's, uh, that was key. And, and I'm just really proud of them because they've done it. Well, and, and this is a question that's it's a little bit of a tough one, but you've been here so many times. So I'm assuming you have a game plan pretty well strategically placed out for yourself. But mm-hmm. is it about keeping everybody happy on May 26th? I mean, obviously you're, you're in the state tournament. It's, it's win or go home type of a situation. Oh yeah. How, how do you how do you kind of juggle all of that, knowing that you've got eight pitchers, you've got seventeen players, and is there a conversation that takes place before you go down to Lacey? Absolutely. I mean, and we've been we've been having these conversations along the way on where we are in our season, and you know, at this point now, yeah, no, it, it definitely shifts. It shifts from from uh, you know trying to get everybody happy and and you know getting enough play time and having a great experience to now now it's go time. It's absolute go time, and the girls have have had their chances and, and uh, you know, and taken their, taken their hacks and taken their, their different opportunities to try and, and be that, uh, get in that starting lineup. And, um, and now we got to, now we got to get it done. Give us some names of some of the, uh, the key players in this team. I know that's not always easy when you have such a large team and so many talented players, but I guess maybe I'll start off and I'll throw a name at you here. Skyla Bristol, who threw a two-hit shutout in the uh, district championship game? That's probably a, not a bad place to start, I would think. Huh? It's not a bad place <laughs> to start. No, uh, no, Skyla, she she is really outstanding. This is a kid who I've just watched really just mature every single year and get to become such a strong, um, real, really dominating pitcher. But not only that, but now she's got the maturity. She's got the maturity to to you know weather some tough situations. And um, man, she is she is fun. She's fun to watch. And I, I will tell you this: I know she, you know. She was pretty ticked off about the um, the championship game because you know she gave up two hits because um, the entire league, uh, all of our league play and our first couple games in district, Skyler had only given up two hits for this season. Wow. So so yeah, so she's she's really really just an awesome kid. Not only that, um, you know I don't know what she I think she's hitting like five sixty or something like that for the year. She's an absolute powerhouse at the plate. So she's she's just a really amazing kid. So who are some of the other players? So many other players. Um, I would say my other just real amazing team leader is Emma Hansen. Emma Hansen, uh, little sister of Izzy Hansen. I don't know if you remember Izzy from uh, – she was a home run machine as well. But Emma, um, Emma's, you know, she's now I think got I think 12 home runs on the year. She's shortstop. She's just out, – she's outstanding. And just what a team – what a team player. And um, she's, she's our, definitely one of our, our, our best leaders on the, on the team as well. Tough question. I'm going to ask it anyway. You can kind of take it any direction you want. You, you've won. You've won a state championship. You've played in state championships. This team is going in as the number two seed. That, according to the the committee, 
mm-hmm. how does this team, and maybe not to say who's better or whatnot, but how does this team compare and contrast maybe to some of the great teams you've had in the years past? Okay, fair question. Tough one to answer. <laughs> but um, but I will say uh, last year we had almost uh, the exact team when we went into state, and we but we were young and we were green and we didn't have the um, state experience because of COVID. Um, this year – I really feel like um, we've got a great chance. We've got a great chance to just uh, to to really go all the way. And um, and I I guess uh, I guess I guess I, I am I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. I know that if we play our game, and I guess that's where I got to have the caveat, right? If we play our game, I don't. You know, I think we can beat anyone. Sure. Now, in years past, we've uh, we've had the round of sixteen when you get down there, so everybody's kind of playing at the same time. It's now the round of twenty. And mm-hmm. you're the two seed, so a game the day before yours, Heritage versus Garfield, to mm-hmm. winner to play Snohomish, I would assume, do you go down early, or does somebody go down early to scout, or does the team go down early the day before? What, uh, what does yeah, the itinerary look like? Well, we are we are going to go down the day before, and, and yeah, and, and definitely got to scout them up. I, there are two teams that I don't know a ton about. I haven't actually seen them play with my own eyes, um, but so I am excited to go and, and take, a look, uh, take a look at uh, who we'll be facing. Now, does that does that sometimes work against you too, though, in the sense that those two teams are going to hack? Well, I guess in, in your case, the, you have a lot of girls who have the experience and have played at Lacey before. But I guess mm-hmm. getting the jitters out the day before that whoever wins that game, at least they'll have the one game under their belt. Or is it more advantageous, obviously, to be able to watch from the sideline and save the energy? Um, well, yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, wait, so say that again one more time. Well, wait, what was the question? So, for instance, if Heritage wins that game, obviously those girls might be nervous going into May 25th, getting to maybe, you know, playing on that field at Lacey and playing. Oh, in, but they'll have a game under their belt. They'll have already played the day before. So maybe the, the jitters of playing in the state tournament will already be gone from 24 hours prior. Yeah, I guess that is true. I mean, that is one way to look at it. Um, I guess um, I'm I'm happy to not have to play that extra game. That's another game that their pitchers are going to have to pitch, and um, and uh, so I don't. I, I still see more definitely more advantage sitting on sitting on our side that we get to watch them play and kind of you know learn learn about learn about their style. As someone who's not been to this particular type of tournament. Talk about just the atmosphere of softball on four fields going on all the time. It's just like a circus, isn't it? Absolutely. And and it's so crazy and so loud. And one of the things that we struggle to do is when you're on, you're playing your own game and just something, and then another field erupts next to you. You know, it's keeping the focus here. Keep it, you know, you can, I know it's exciting and people are screaming like crazy, but try and keep your focus right here on our game, you know. Um, but the energy is just so incredible. And, you know, we get, we get a sense of that at districts, and I think that was one of the things that kind of blew our girls away to, um, last year because, again, because of COVID, they hadn't seen it. And um, the energy is just – it's so it's so um, almost overwhelming if you've never been around it before. And then state, it just is that much – you know, that just multiply that by I don't know how many times. So it's a really, really exciting environment. And, you know, and, and really anything can happen because the emotions run so high and the intensity and the, you know, on the energy is just so high. So do you find a spot where you can watch one or two or three games at the, at the same time? Oh, yes. Is that well, or I just I kind of keep going in circles. <laughs> I just keep going around and around and around. I, that's a, pretty much what I do when I'm not playing. And you probably go, oh, man, they're good. Oh, man, they're good. Oh, man, they're good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of just really great 
great programs, great great ball teams um, down there. You know, you always just feel so um, so lucky to just be be a part of it. You know, and that's what I tell the girls: you live it up, you enjoy it, and love it because this is this is a really special place to be. Yeah, cherish each and every moment. I did want to ask you really quickly too. I'm looking at some of the teams here. Peninsula is the one seed. You're the two. Liberty's three. We've got Bonnie Lake, Roosevelt, Bishop Blanchett, Mount Spokane, who obviously is on the other side of the mountains. What kind of a tournament are you expecting out of this? I mean, as far as from what you know of these teams, is it top heavy? Is it is there a lot of parity this year? What kind of a three A tournament are we looking at? I think it's going to be tough. There are, um, I think this year there's there's more pitching, um, and I don't know if that has anything to do with COVID. How you know people kind of had to take some time off um, from pre, uh, the previous year at state, but I know this year there is there's a um, a lot more teams that have dominance pitching. I know I know Peninsula is somebody or Peninsula and Bonnie Lake, um, uh, Mount Spokane. All of all of those teams really have dominating pitching. If you look at how many how many runs they've given up or not given up actually, um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough it's it's gonna be tough. This is this is gonna be a um, it's gonna be something that we're gonna have to play our best. No doubt about it. Well, it should be an exciting tournament. It always is. So for anybody interested, Thursday is the opening round. Friday is when the round of 16 and the quarterfinals take place. Saturday, the semifinals and the state championship. And certainly, Patty, we hope that we're talking about you guys after uh, after Saturday. So uh, best wishes to you and the Snohomish Panthers softball team. As always, uh, congratulations on another great season on winning the district championship and uh, wishing you all the best down in Lacey. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. There you go. That was Patty Landy, head softball coach at Snohomish High School. When we come back, we'll switch our attention to boys soccer. They're playing the championships this weekend as well. Edmonds Woodway, Jason Hansen coming up next. Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. Hi, my name is Ray. My name is Shanice. My name is Aaron. Hi, my name is Haley. Hi, my name is Brian, and I've worked in Move Fitness for one year now. When I come to work every morning, I'm excited to start the day. My favorite part about training my clients is helping them realize their full potential. The energy and the environment of this gym. I enjoy asking people, how was your workout? This is the kind of job I could do for the rest of my life. I can't think of a better place to work. Come join the movement. Join the movement. To learn more, go to movefitness.com. That's M-U-V-fitness.com. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you. And pretty soon, you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Muggleteo. Call 425-375-0860 today. Because coverage counts. Timeout. All right. Remember, we're a team that plays together. Listen, the winning will take care of itself. We just have to get everyone involved. In interscholastic sports, we celebrate what makes every one of us unique. And in the pursuit of a common goal, everyone in the huddle, in the bleachers, and in the community comes together. This message presented by the WIAA and the Washington Secondary School Athletic Administrators Association. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference High School athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com 
or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. Press Sports Weekly continues on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. How about the Edmonds Woodway Warriors, huh? Yeah, the Warriors boys soccer team on to the state semifinals. We had uh, Coach Jason Hansen and three of his players in studio with us not that long ago. It was right. near the end of the regular season, and they continue to do big things. Only one loss on the year. They've rattled off three straight wins. Uh, one was in the district playoffs to get to state, and they've defeated their last two opponents by a score of 5-0 combined to get to the semifinals. And joining us right now, the head coach, Jason Hansen. Jason, first-year head coach as far as at the high school level, and you're already in the state semifinals. You're making this look easy. How is it uh, right now? How are you feeling? Steve, yeah, this has been a blast. You know, when I when I took the job, I had visions of a pretty big year for us. We had set some ex- expectations for the program to return to state. We did last year, you know, and I, I told the guys, you know, let's try to get something tangible that we can always be remembered by. You know, I I set kind of an initial goal to win Wesco, which we did. We had to, uh, you know, really dig deep and finish off a couple tough overtime wins to close out the regular season and uh, you know heading into districts we ended up suffering our, our first loss in districts which may have been really a blessing for us ultimately and here we are kind of heading down to Cobb for the big prize so yeah it's it's been a dream season so far I'm having a great time. Why is it a blessing? Well you know for a couple reasons you know we we played Shorewood for the second time um and at districts, we had tied them earlier in the regular season. Of course, we wanted that um, kind of cherry on the top of the West Co. regular season championship by, you know, winning districts. But as it turns out, losing to Shorewood, you know, I think it reset the mindset of our guys, kind of reinvigorated us, gave us a little bit, a bit of that hunger that we needed to to get and have that edge going into the playoff season. But also, I think it, it ended up earning us a couple of days off, quite frankly. It gave us two extra days to rest up, um, you know, before the state season started. So in the end, it hurt that night. But I think in the long run, we're benefiting from a little bit of extra rest. And I think that showed this weekend in our two games. Definitely. Well, talk a little bit about the round of 16. And I, I've talked to various coaches from other sports throughout the years as well. And I get a mixed bag of, of input here as far as how they feel about this. There's that one type of coach that wants to go away and play state tournament games to have the experience. And let's go out and play somewhere unique and somewhere we haven't played before. 
There's others that say, no, give me my home field or my home court or whatever it might be and give us that advantage. We kind of want to play where we're familiar. You guys end up playing the round of eight or round of 16 and the round of eight on your home field there at Edmond Stadium. Uh, certainly the results are great. You got the wins. Are, were you happy to see that you were going to get those home games? And what did that mean to have your home crowd there and everybody supporting you and the guys for those games? Yeah, Steve, I'll take home field advantage 100% of the time. <laughs> you know, I reflected back on that, and it was so important to win Westco to continue our high ranking in, in the RPI throughout the season. And getting that four seed in state was instrumental in our success this weekend. It was fantastic to be able to play in front of our home crowd, to sleep in our own beds. You know, I, I think it just underscores the value of winning the regular season and really validates all the hard work and really the sacrifices we made to win Westco. It ended up really benefiting us when State came around. Talk about the uh, the round of 16 game. You get Meade. They've got to travel all the way across the mountains to play you guys. 0-0 going into the final 10 minutes. You end up getting two goals late. Uh, what was the mindset? What was the attitude? And how were you feeling when the uh, the game was knotted up there about 70 minutes in? Well, a lot of things, a lot of times I talk about with the team, you know, over the course of this long season, we've seen just about everything. We've had a couple of ties. We've had to come back late in regulation to win games. We've had overtime wins. This was nothing new for us and, and something maybe I talked about last time I met with you. Our mantra has been that we're an 80-minute uh, team. So we knew that in the end, you know, that we would hopefully wear me down and, you know, get that, that game winner late in the game. And it, it, it happened to hap- happen that way. We're just, it's a really resilient group. At this point, we're expecting to win no matter how long it takes. And I think even if we, we start going into that 70, 80th minute, there's just a lot of confidence in these guys that one way or the other, we're going to come out on top. And that's what happened against me. Well, and then you turn around, and, and a unique situation for high school soccer anyway, you play Friday night at 8 p.m., you then have to play Southridge less than 24 hours later, a, a 3 p.m. game in the afternoon. What is that experience like, knowing that you've always had a couple of days off in between games for the most part throughout the season? And, and whatever it was, it seems to work because you put up three goals in the first 32 minutes of that one. Well, I'll give credit to our training staff. Um, you know, my post-game talk during the meet game was very brief. And what I did is I brought our trainer, Sandy Metzger, over to just talk to the team for the most part and just tell them the best way they could manage their bodies and get ready for a quick under 24-hour turnaround time. So uh, she gave some nutrition advice, kind of talked about the benefits of a ice bath with some Epsom salt. And I think a lot of the guys took that to heart and i just told them you know there's not really much more i can tell you other than to say to get your bodies right because we're going to be right back at it on a sunny day tomorrow and it's going to come quick um you know and i think we jumped on that southridge team really early had a couple very early chances to score we ended up scoring three goals in the first half and we're able to you know more or less coast in that second half and you know i do attribute uh, a lot of that to just the way the guys handled that quick turnaround and really took seriously what they needed to do to be physically ready. So do the coaching staff look at film all night? Did you guys pull an all-nighter? <laughs> yeah, I, I have a, a couple guys helping me on the staff. We do a lot of uh, scouting as much as we can find some video of these upcoming teams, you know, similar to what we've done with Lincoln and um, 
You know, I know some teams that we're playing coming up have been to our games, and I definitely think scouting uh, in the playoffs amps up versus during the regular season, that's for sure. Well, and the nice thing about a 3-0 victory, too, is that you get to get some extra guys in there and get that state experience, right? Yeah, we brought a couple sophomores up from JV to start state, and then actually our, our last couple of games we brought up one of our uh, freshman uh, goalies, DJ Carl, and as it turned out, I got him a couple minutes out on the field at the end of the game, so everyone on the roster has had a chance to experience state soccer, which is really fun. DJ Carl, that's a freshman who plays uh, multiple varsity sports already, so you can imagine pretty good athlete there. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Final Four coming up this week. You get to go down to Spark Stadium, two games. I, I think you're game number two out of them. Uh, Ballard and Lakeside are going to play at noon. You play Lincoln of Seattle at 215, two winning teams going on to the state championships. First of all, what, what do we know about Lincoln of Seattle, a school that had been around for a long time way back in the day and then just recently popped up again? seem to be pretty good in sports already, so do you have a lot to to go on there, and what, what are we expecting? Well, I think this Final Four really speaks to the quality of West Cone Metro. These teams are really battle-tested, uh, go through really a rigorous schedule during the regular season, and I'm not surprised that the four remaining teams come from those conferences. So we're looking forward to the challenge. You know, we know Lincoln is undefeated, but quite frankly, we're a four seed, and we belong in the Final Four as well. You know, when you get to this point, regardless of – maybe what your record is, um, you've earned it. And so the, the I'm thinking the best four teams here are at State down in Puyallup. So we're ready for any challenge. Um, a lot of our kids know some of the Lincoln kids and have played with them at the ECNL level. So we're certainly trading some stories. I'm sure they're doing the exact same thing um, to us. So we can't wait for Friday. We're going to be ready to go. Yeah, and a fun little side note here that uh, you pointed out to me just shortly before we started the interview. Now, we should point out your son Ben plays for you. He's one of your star players. So you've got you and Ben, and then mom, your mom, is a Lincoln graduate, correct? Yes. Yeah, just so she reminded me today that she went to Lincoln back in the day, um, you know, the the old Lincoln High School. So her her loyalty remains firmly with Edmonds Woodway and her boys, but <laughs> she, she knew I was coming on the radio with you today, and she wanted to make sure I mentioned that, so that's kind of fun. Absolutely. Well, we'll hope for that Lincoln maybe gets a number three three spot or three tr- trophy on the next day, because there's a third-place game, <laughs> right. by the way. So for, for mom's right. sake, we'll root for that. But, again, uh, yeah. yeah, you guys have your big game coming up, and uh, we couldn't be happier for you. We should also point out, since – Edmonds and Woodway merged in 1990. This is only the second time that the uh, the school's been to the state semifinals for the on the boys' side of things, right? Yeah, that's right. We won a girls' championship several years ago um, under Bill LeCompte, but we're looking to make our own history here with the boys' program. And, you know, we want to make going to state kind of a regular thing, and so we're starting this year on the right note and hoping to keep it up. Well, Jason Hansen, we could not be happier for you. I personally am, am – Super excited for you. You and I go back a ways. So wishing you and the Warriors all the best this week. Uh, give the guys our best, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about you guys even further next week. So uh, best wishes down at Spark Stadium. Yeah, thanks, guys. Go Warriors. There you go. That is Jason Hansen of the Edmonds Woodway Warriors head boys soccer coach. When we come back, we'll talk about a heart-healthy event coming up in a couple of weeks at Everett Memorial State Stadium. We'll talk about and with Tara Polk coming up next right here. Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. 
For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund has been serving the greater Puget Sound area with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality, based on customer satisfaction. Glass by Lund is also a big supporter of the local community and has been a longtime sponsor of West Coast High School Sports. So next time you're in need for a window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, tabletop glass, residential or commercial, why not call a place that has glass in their name? For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund. To schedule a free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. Justice is easy if you know what to do. The Law Offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800 0842 Building communities. That's a specialty of Smoky Point Concrete, and they're looking for some new people who share their vision. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit ReadyMix are hiring CDL drivers and non-drivers to grow the business and continue a proud tradition. Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information. Growing a team, building a community. Smoky Point Concrete, an equal opportunity employer. Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information. At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of One, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's MarysvilleToyota.com. Welcome back to Prep Sports Weekly here on KRKO as we continue the show. A very special segment for us here, and as a lot of folks know, if you're from the Everett community, if you're from Snohomish County and you're involved with high school sports, uh, certainly we lost somebody very near and dear to us back in the spring of 2021. I still My voice still cracks when I do this. Um, but somebody who uh, meant the world to us and who was very instrumental in high school sports, not only in Snohomish County, but really throughout the state of Washington, Robert Polk, who was the athletic director for Everett Public Schools, uh, was the chairperson for a lot of committees throughout the state for sports, uh, was very heavily involved in officiating, working with coaches, scheduling games, et cetera, et cetera. The the list goes on and on. And anyway, Robert's um, widow, Tara, is joining us right now, Tara Polk. And there is a big event coming up on Saturday, June 3rd, over at Everett Memorial Stadium that we really want to pay attention to and promote. And uh, Tara, first of all, thank you for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. No, absolutely. And now we're, we're doing this event coming up June 3rd from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, it is a, it, it's an event that coincides with National CPR and AED Awareness Week. However, I'm told that that's kind of a, a nice coincidental accident that this event's happening at this time. But it's the Robert Polk Memorial Heart Healthy event. Tell us a little bit about how this event got started and what led you to want to put this event on in Robert's name. Oh, thank you. Uh, so... I- Robert and I are both educators, and it's coming up. It's, we've passed 
the two-year mark that he passed away uh, in April, and his birthday is June 7, and it just kind of hit me having an educational moment around heart health makes sense. It makes sense to put his name on it for the moment, but I, I, I anticipate taking that off in years to come and it just being a, a countywide event, an annual event. Uh, Robert was really interested in uh, promoting education uh, for health uh, and keeping the athletes on the field, keeping the kids healthy. So it, it just made sense to start something like this uh, in honor of him. Now, and I, I know this, I hope this isn't too difficult, so pardon me for asking, but I know Robert passed away unexpectedly of a heart attack. Uh, certainly American Heart Awareness, and we want to get this out here in the American Heart Association. And I know it's it's important to you for people to start recognizing the signs and finding out what they can do to better take care of themselves. What is kind of the underlying message there after knowing what you know now and what you and Robert went through? Well, in, in all honesty, um, I, I'm I'm very disappointed that Robert and I were not more aware. Uh, he played football in college, and I dabbled with track and field in college. So we so we both have athletic backgrounds, and so we're both acutely aware of athletic injuries, aches and pains, being out of shape, trying to get back into shape, and everything that was happening to him from upper back pain, shortness of breath. Uh, was digging in the yard, so sweating. All of that made sense as um, an out-of-shape athlete working in the yard. Uh, and it never came up in our minds clearly that, that he was having a heart attack. Um, and I'm, I'm disappointed. He has a, he has a master's uh, in physical education, and he led the state uh, with, with athletics and health. Why didn't we know? So uh, I really, really feel that it's important that we get this message out to the masses that we are, it's not what Hollywood says, it's not chest pain and your arm hurts. So we, we need to be better prepared. Oh, definitely. And, so, And this obviously this event will help out a lot with that. What types of things will be going on at Everett Memorial Stadium on Saturday, June 3rd? Again, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. What kind of things can we expect to take place there when people show up? Yeah, I'm excited. So Providence, YMCA, Nick of Time, they've all jumped on board and are very excited to uh, help promote Healthy Heart uh, through activities. There's going to be lots of different games. There's going to be a, um, a fun run. Uh, you can take home some swag. Uh, the <laughs> Aquasox mascot is going to be there. Uh, and there's going to be discounted Aquasox tickets for the game that night. Um, uh, Steve, you're going to be directing the show also and announcing uh, when we are doing what we're doing. Um, I have a, a friend who's coming out from ReFit who's going to be directing some dance exercises. We've got the, uh, some nursing students from Everett Community College coming out. There's Everett School District Family and Community Engagement running some games for kids. We're going to have a massage therapist doing a, a chair massage. Uh, and, and just really, it's it's to have a really good time um, around health. Uh, YMCA is going to have a lot of giveaways as well. Uh, day passes, uh, I think the three-month pass, they're going to be uh, have their big wheel and spin to give away more prizes. So it's going to be a good time. So is this for kids, adults, old folks, who? 
it's for everybody. It's absolutely everybody can walk the track. Everybody can put laps in. Everybody can take home swag. Uh, we're, we're also going to have some, a couple of food trucks there, uh, coffee, smoothies, fruit bars. The Aquasox uh, portable grill is going to be out. Uh, it's, it's a fun family day and education for everybody. And I'm noticing here, I'm kind of reading through your flyer right now as we're talking, uh, blood pressure testing. Somebody like myself who probably needs to get in and uh, get my next physical, and I might be a little overdue. Uh, things like that for, for some of us folks to maybe check while we're there, too. And obviously, we talk about this all the time, and you hear about it on TV, and you, you hear instances where it, it comes up where it could have made a difference. Things that kind of matter at this stage in some of our lives where we need to be doing those things, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And being aware of, of your numbers, correct. Uh, and learning uh, uh, some better diet choices. And uh, I mean, eat what you want, but we always talk about moderation. But there might be, once you hit your 50s, some things that you want to change about what you're eating and uh, the way that you exercise. Uh, we talk about yoga and being mindful um, and meditating, de-stressing and how important that is. And I really, with COVID, Robert was really struggling stress-wise because he couldn't get his athletes on the field. And mm -hmm. that was really weighing heavily on him. Yeah, we can imagine. I certainly know that that was uh, something that we were all uh, witnessing at that point. And I know how important that was for Robert to see those young folks out there. And uh, just the fact that this is going on, I've got to think too, the, how has the Everett a public schools community reacted to this? I'm sure you've had a, a chance to talk to the athletic director there in the athletic department. Are you having a lot of those folks help out as well? We are, and th there's 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 so many people that Robert was involved with, and just just talking to the YMCA, they were uh, working in parallel with Robert with a swimming pool. And so that gal had lots to say, good things about Robert. Uh, Nick of Time, the, they said that they go statewide now because Robert really pushed, once he figured out what it was, uh, really pushed to have them go to all the high schools and screen athletes. And they've caught a lot of, of kids that need to go have some more medical testing done. And, and that's, that's fantastic. And we did uh, and, oh, Sorry, go ahead. No, no. So... Uh, the superintendent has been very supportive, and uh, the people in the athletic department have stepped up and have, have worked really hard to, to pull more vendors together to put this on. And speaking of vendors, uh, the money that is being raised at this event, all of it is going to the Robert uh, Polk Scholarship, correct? Yes, So, and, and I'm, I'm torn a little bit here. I really want the educational piece out there, and I would love for it to be an annual event. And I'm trying to couple it with uh, a fundraiser for the scholarship that has Robert's name on it. All, any monies that are raised goes into that scholarship fund. Uh, but I would hope that in years to come, that will actually come off and it'll, it truly will be a countywide health moment every year. I did want to and, ask, yeah, I, I was going to say, I did want to ask you too before we uh, conclude this. I had a chance to see you at the officials event recently. And uh, an award was presented, named in Robert's honor there as well. And you were kind of talking at the time when you got up in front of the officials about how it's so funny. Robert has these awards and these scholarships named after him now. And he's somebody who was always 
very insistent upon being in the background and never wanted to have the attention put on him. Do you, do you think in a lot of ways he's looking down, kind of smiling, thinking, okay, I, I'm happy that all this is happening, but at the same time, at some point, yeah, please do get my name off of this. And how, how important would that have been for him? Because I think that's what made him so wonderful, too, in so many ways. You're, you are so correct. He would actually, he wouldn't be smiling. He'd be shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> and wagging his uh, finger, right? <laughs> yes, he would. Yes, he would. And he would be, he also would have told me that the idea is good uh, for next year and that you need to take time to plan this out. And that's how he and I are wildly different because <laughs> I have the idea, so I'd like it to happen right now. Um, and fortunately, there's a lot of agencies that said, Absolutely, we can pull something together now, and so it's it's happening. But uh, yes, I would like it to just be a county event that does not have his name attached. He w- he would not appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but the it's, education piece, yes. Yeah, but in so many ways, uh, we couldn't be happier than it is. I like I uh, I told somebody recently. One of the folks from the Everett Public Schools called me to ask me if I'd be involved in the event, and as soon as Robert's name and your name were mentioned. Yeah, where do you want me and when do you want me? I mean, so many of us have so many fond memories of what he accomplished here and just who he was. And so I, I can't say it enough. And we don't get a chance to talk to you on the phone very often, Tara. So I just wanted to make sure you knew just uh, how important that is from our standpoint and how much it's meant. And uh, the fact that we're able to participate in this event couldn't be happier to uh, to be a part of it. And really looking forward to June 3rd at 10 a.m. over there at uh, Everett Stadium. Well, I, I appreciate your time and and everybody's support has been phenomenal. And I knew that Robert was a great guy, <laughs> uh, but you all have have helped me to really see how much he did and how um, everybody has helped everybody else benefit with him in in charge of a lot. So uh, we appreciate all the words that you guys have said about him. Well, it's been think, helpful. Our pleasure. Well, again, June 3rd, we want to see everybody out there. It's a Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's a very short portion of your day, so come on out. Uh, like Tara mentioned, there's going to be a lot of interactive things going on, activities, a lot of uh, chances to learn more about heart and health and other things you can do to kind of take care of yourself. And the Aqua Sox are going to be involved, too, which is cool. So the, uh, the fact that Web- Webley's going to be there and the food cart and everything else. So uh, it should be a really fun day. We'll make sure that a lot of people enjoy themselves. So get on out there that day on Saturday, June 3rd. Tara, looking forward to seeing you there on Saturday morning on, in June. Uh, take care of yourself, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks very much, Steve. Thanks, Tom. So there you have it. Tara Polk, the uh, widow of Robert Polk. And, again, Uh, If anybody needs more information, we'll certainly pass that along. But uh, all you have to do is show up that day. It's going to be an outstanding opportunity. We'll have some fun. We'll make sure that it's educational, too, but it'll be a good time in the process. There we go. Thanks to Tara Polk for being with us. Today's show brought to you by the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, Snohomish County PUD, Dave & Buster's, Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, Most Steer Clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission, Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz In Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Move Fitness. So state championships going on all during the weekend coming up for Memorial Day. we got Lacey for the uh, st- uh, the uh, softball for the 3A. So we heard from Patrick Ryan, head softball coach at Stanwood, and Patty Landy, head softball coach at Snohomish. They're heading for Lacey. Jason Hansen we heard from tonight, head boys soccer coach at 
Edmonds Woodway High School. They're heading to Spark Stadium for the 3A-4A Boys Soccer Championship. And we just heard from Tara Polk, the Heart Healthy event again going on in two weeks, Everett Memorial Stadium on June the 3rd, and that it was in honor of Robert Polk. We should remind you that coming up at Funco Field this Friday and Saturday, it's the 3A and 4A state baseball finals. Not very often state championships are played in Everett. It's going to happen this weekend, Friday and Saturday, 10 a.m. Friday, 3A semifinal, West Seattle against Lincoln of Seattle. At 1 o'clock in the 3A, it'll be the Lake Washington Kangaroos and the O'Day Fighting Irish. At 4 o'clock for the Class 4A, the Sumner Spartans and the Puyallup Vikings. And then at 7 o'clock for the Class 4A, the last semifinal will be the Tahoma Bears and the East Lake Wolves. The winners play on Saturday. Actually, the losers play on Saturday for third and fourth places as well. Unfortunately, no Western Conference team made it into the finals for the 3A and 4A in high school baseball. That's it for Prep Sports Weekly for this Monday night. We're back with you for a couple of more weeks here as we wrap up the school year. For Steve Willits, I'm Tom Lafferty. We'll be back with you next Monday night here on KRKO. Thanks for being with us, and good night from Everett. KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM 1380, and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO.
Robert Palmer, Addicted to Love. K-R-K-O!